to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich with Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Enjoy your lunch with our fun-filled McPherson Radio Sports Show every Thursday from 12.15 to 1. Nathan and Steve will dive into and take a few bites from all your favorite local... Off the left side, still on his feet, end zone, touchdown, come! person the Who? sophomore. Who is Jaden Gum? Oh, he just made a name for himself right there. College. Man goes in motion. Southwestern loads the box. Hill running to the near sideline and is in. Touchdown, Bulldogs. The wild Mish works again, and they engineer a game. Go ahead, touchdown drive. And pro sports. And two to Kendry's Morales. A two-run lead for Kansas City. Sends a ball well hit in the left center field. And that one is gone! And the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. So grab your food, get your drink, turn up that radio, and enjoy your lunch with the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on McPherson's Radio, 96.7 FM KBBE, and online at midkansasradio.com. And now, here's Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Got me hot. And welcome into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. I'm Nathan Sage, joined alongside Steve Sell. Another week, another episode right here in Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. Hopefully you got your, fu- your food, hopefully you got your drink, and hopefully you're ready to talk talk some sports. Steve, we have a lot of things going on. It's funny because when we started this show, we obviously were like, hey, we haven't had sports for a while. We haven't had a lot of stuff. Now it seems like we have stuff every day, almost too much stuff. There's so much stuff we have to cover, but it's great. It really is, and it's it's great to get high school sports going. We just really didn't know what the season held for any of the teams. Uh, so far, McPherson High and the area schools have been able to get their games in. We will talk a little later. Uh, there had to be one scheduling change. Canton Galva and Mound Ridge, the teams they were to have played tomorrow night, uh, one team didn't have enough players due to injuries. The other team had a COVID situation. So Canton Galva and Mound Ridge are now playing each other tomorrow night in Mound Ridge. So it's it's really a natural game anyway when you think about it. You know, they used to play all the time back in the early 2000s. Uh, you know, uh, they're very close. They're in, we're in the county. So uh, it just seemed like a natural fit. But anyway, it's good to get high school sports going. Uh, we've been going out to a lot of things. And, of course, last Friday, McPherson High started the football season with a 45-25 victory over Salina South. One thing I wanted to mention there when you talked about the Canton Galva and Mound Ridge, that is something kind of we've been talking about. High schools, coaches, teams, fans need to, when they get into this season, need to realize things are going to change on the fly. It's a fluid situation, and we had that's what you had in this game right here, this matchup, is because things had happened and, and changes need to be made. Good th- good on the ADs, good on the schools for getting that done quickly, and now you got a good game, a, a good matchup, and a, a fun for the area. So that's what I want fans to keep re- to keep remi- being reminded is, hey, you know, this is a fluid situation, and we live in a new world now, and just be prepared to, to, to be on the fly with things. Exactly. In another game, uh, the Bethany Swedes were to open their football season Saturday at St. Mary. That game has been postponed. Uh, the KCAC has a three-week three week window uh, in November 
for makeup games. And right now, from what I'm hearing is St. Mary is canceling everything if the school they're playing has not tested uh, all their players. And uh, um, so they have not played anybody yet. They've canceled their entire week. And I don't know if, you know, if, are they going to play? We don't even know if St. Mary will play any uh, athletic events this season. Yeah, it's, it's just, like I said, interesting situation. Either way, we still got some football right now, Thursday. We got some football tonight with the NFL, and we got some football McPherson taking on Circle at Circle uh, this Friday, 6.30 pregame uh, kickoff set for 7 o'clock with me and you right on that. One note we did want to reiterate is no streaming, no video streaming down uh, in Circle as of what we know of so far. We, we could be possibly, but just plan on no video streaming. Um, and in, Well, at want, least it won't be us. Now, yes. Circle may have something on YouTube. I don't know. Uh, I have not talked with Shane Bakus, so check midkansasonline.com. I'll check with him today. And if the game is streamed, it won't be our audio, but if the game's streamed, at least you can see the visuals of McPherson and Circle. And that's something uh, we're going to talk about, uh, the Bullpups and Circle, uh, Friday night in Tawanda. Uh, this will be your first trip to Tawanda. If you blink, uh, you might miss it. <laughs> Tawanda's not a big town. It's, it's more of a, I think it's more of a commuter school. They get kids from Benton, uh, El Dorado, Augusta, like that. But uh, a very nice facility. Uh, uh, the turf is, you know, it's only like two or three years old. We have our own press box down at Circle, so you and I, you know, we'll be able to Sipping enjoy. champagne, yeah, enjoying we'll ourselves. Be able, <laughs> yeah, we'll be able to enjoy that. So, anyway, Circle and McPherson tomorrow night, and we're going to preview that game. Yeah, we did, we I, we got to talk to Coach Pav. Me and you both talked to him today. Interesting. We First things out of Coach Pav's mouth that I wanted to talk about was this is not the same Circle team that we're, we're used to. Lost barely 16-14 on a last-second kickoff return touchdown to Circle. I mean to Chanute. They actually took the lead. You know, we, we've talked about this. Took the lead at the end of the game. Last-second kickoff return for a touchdown. That is one way you never ever want to lose. But you know, things happen. It's it's high school football. One thing I did also want to get to when it comes to Circle is I did notice looking through the stats. Seems like this the Circle team has their defense together. It seems like it's not going to be a, a you know every other play is a big player or a big score. I think it's going to be a challenge, especially on the in the running game for McPherson. Something we've talked about too is they only gave up. I believe around 23 yards rushing to the running back against Chanute. So this defense has it together on on especially stopping the stopping the run. And Coach Pav also mentioned that front that front four of Circle is definitely a uh, a, a team. Uh, they they got some guys that get after it. Well, I believe in telling it like it is. And Coach Pav has a lot of coach speak. <laughs> but if you look at the last four years, uh, it's been all bullpups. I think the closest game was 29 points. Uh, we've been in running clock, I believe, each of the last three years. Uh, I just look for more of the same. Uh, you know, the weather might play a factor. If it's cold, you know, that makes the ball a little harder to handle. But I really believe this will be all bullpups all the time. I think the second half of Salina South's game last week, when the bullpups scored 32 straight points, uh, they scored, I think, five straight possessions. Uh, I think that gave this team a lot of confidence. The running game opened up the passing game. You know, you and I talk to Coach Pav separately. He comes in, talks to you, then he talks to me, and we then we kind of kind of put our stuff together. But uh, he said that the, the evolvement of the running game with sophomore Jayton Gum stepping in, 181 yards on 15 carries, that took a lot of heat off Dylan Rinker because if there had been no running game, you would have seen Salina South 
you know, bring more guys, put more guys in the box and stack that line of scrimmage and get a better pass rush. But Jayton Gum, north-south type of runner, never had a negative yard lost in that game. All 15 of his carries were positive yards. And because of that running game, Dylan Rinker was able to sit back and really dissect the Cougar defense in the second half. Threw for 150 yards, two scores. Had about three passes that looked like they were completions but were ruled out of bounds right on the you know, on the sideline there. Uh, he's only going to get better. Bullpups have great receivers. Uh, Buckby, Ruddle, and Powell all did a great job catching the ball. And, of course, that offensive line. If you read my pre-seed at midkansasonline.com, uh, Coach Pav says we were able to do some things blocking up front offensively that we haven't been able to do in a long time. You know, Coach Pav also mentioned that uh, Circle likes to run a 4-3 defense, so they're always going to have at least seven guys in the box. One thing I think that – uh, they're going to see on tape is when we obviously mentioned it when Jaden Gum, the sophomore, breaking out there, especially in the second half, is when they see that they're going to go, okay, we definitely that opened up the offense. So if we can slow down the run game, we might have a shot. Like you, I think Rinker is going to, I think he's going to go off in this game. I think we're going to have a good display of what Dylan Rinker can really do. I, I think he's going to sling it all over the yes. field. I really do. You're going to see a lot of those. Quick outs to Powell and Buckby and Ruddle. I think you'll see maybe Jaden Dukes get a little more time on offense at receiver because I think defensively, I think the Bullpups, uh, this is going to be a team they could really shut down. Uh, Circle is going to live and die by the pass. I don't look for Circle to be able to run the ball very effectively against the Bullpups, but they do have a quarterback named McGinnis who threw for nearly 200 yards against Schnuton. And, and I did, I was, I was uh, in, in, uh, Con, uh, conversation with Mike Sutcliffe, a friend of mine who I've known for ever, 50 years from Chanute, and he's there. Uh, he does some announcing for them. And he said Circle thought they had that game won. You know, they scored with 15 seconds to go. And then Chanute uh, returned the kickoff 78 yards for a touchdown. And to me, Circle is a program that has not won very many games. In fact, they had about a 20, 30 game losing streak somewhere in there a few years ago. It's a team that just hasn't learned how to win. And when it learns how to win, that's a game. If it scores at the end, it will be able to finish it off and, and get the tackle on the kickoff return. One thing I thought was very interesting when talking to Coach Pav this week as well was how the team has had to adjust because we went from September 7th to November weather and it's been cold and wet and rainy. And then on top of it, COVID-19 and the guidelines with that, um, coach mentioned, you know, how it's been tough trying to find places to practice, trying to, you know, where you're not getting in mud, soaked, and all of that. And it's just a difficult situation on top of already having to do your first road game of the year planning when it comes to COVID-19, knowing how things are going to go. It's a lot of distractions for this team, a lot of tough stuff. One thing I wanted to get to real quick was a quick soundbite from Coach Pav when he talks about just how tough practice, the conditions, and everything has been this this week. So here's Coach Pav. It's tough. I, you know, I, I can't really lie to you here. It's, it's tough between, you know, trying to juggle uh, when or where we can practice with, with all of these, you know, COVID-19 procedures and trying to limit kids in, in certain amount of, of rooms and et cetera. But, but again, you know, it's something that's hoops we're going to jump through and, and if it's going to protect our kids and then we're willing to do anything, but you know, it's it, what, what is difficult is when you get weather like this, that, that we've had all week, to not have a place to practice. Um, normally we get the colleges on Wednesdays. Um, but, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason now they're telling us we, we can have, 
you know, from three o'clock to four o'clock. And the fact is that we can't practice until three thirty with all the COVID procedures. So we, we, we practice on a, on a grass field and, and, and play on a turf field. And so that's, that's the number one problem that we have right now is, is uh, that'd be like our basketball team practicing on carpet and then playing on a gym floor. And, and it's difficult, but, but again, it's just one of those things that, that we've overcome for the last 15 years I've been here. And, and we got to continue to, to, to try and find ways to, to battle that as well. Just an inter- interesting situation there, obviously. You know, we talk about all week about COVID and, and how teams are dealing with that. And then we get the week like this where we didn't kind of expect the weather to be in the 50s and 40s for um, this part in September. But just shows you how tough it is and how these – I can say this. I'll say this because I'm from North Iowa originally. When, I, when we got ready for a football game and we had to deal with cold and all that – non-fun stuff during the practice week we could not wait to take the field we couldn't wait to get the the pads hitting we couldn't wait to get into it I expect McPherson to come out quick fast and hit them hard hit circle hard and get that momentum going things and once you have that momentum that's when the temp that's when you get that warmth and that good feeling going I expect McPherson to, to start the game very quick against circle and the other thing uh circle you know they've seen what's happened the last four years uh, if bullpups jump out quickly, you're going to see a lot of shoulders sagging uh, on circle sideline. I really believe if the bullpups jump out like 21 nothing in the first quarter, it's going to be more of the same. But, you know, today uh, I think the bullpups will be able to get out. Uh, it looks like the uh, rain has pretty much stayed away. I, I was looking at the radar, and it looks like there's a big wide swath of openness right now. you got some rain coming in from the west maybe later. But, you know, Coach Pab talks about practicing on the grass and then playing on the turf. Well, the grass slows you down, especially the grass out there at the practice field. Mm-hmm. It's not real short. But then when you get on the turf, you feel like that you can just fly. So those players are going to be in- in energized by being on the turf. Remember, we play basically almost all our games on turf. I'm not, I haven't even looked at the schedule this year to see if we play any teams on grass. I don't believe we do. Uh, of course, we play four home games. Bueller, I know, is turf. This is turf. Uh, Augusta, or not Augusta, uh, Bueller's turf. Mulvane, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure they're turf. And now the the other road game, oh, Winfield, turf, because they play at Southwestern College. So the Bullpups will be playing all their games on turf. So really, practicing on grass, all it does is make them faster for Friday night. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting situation. I think it's going to, like I said, going to be a, a fast start hopefully and uh we'll see what kind of fight circle puts up against this bullpup squad but i know i'm ready pre-game 6 30 7 o'clock kickoff right here on 96 7 kbbe and then if you don't if you can, for some reason a you can't tune in or whatever you can always get the recap uh saturday morning eight o'clock with a high school coach to show me and steve will have the highlights and we'll talk about the recap of that and we'll have coach pav's uh post game in that as well but right now i think it's time we'll take our first break and we'll come back we'll talk about some area other area games and other area sports going on uh despite the uh colder than usual and wetter than usual temperatures. We'll be back with more of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich after this on 96.7 KBBE. Banking is different these days, but at People's Bank, we're here to help. You can visit us at any of our drive through locations or utilize one of our 16 ATMs, many of which accept deposits. You can even bank from home by visiting us online at peoples.bank or use other features such as mobile banking, People's Pay, or our new Apple Watch app. We understand that you have banking needs. 
And just as before, we will continue to be here for you. People's Bank and Trust, member FDIC. McPherson Center for Health is pleased to announce that the Hess Fitness Center is once again accessible 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We've taken extra measures to make this space safe and enjoyable for you to get back to your fitness routine. For more information and special instructions prior to your visit, please go to www.mcphersonhospital.org or call 620-241-2251, extension 176. Controlling your own weather can be easier than controlling anything else these days. This is Julie with RC Heating and Cooling. With a well-working cooling and heating system, you can be in control of your indoor weather at home. With so many things out of our hands, it's a good feeling to have a bit of stability. Call RC for a free estimate on new cooling and heating equipment. Call RC when your unit isn't up to par. Call RC to stay comfortable in any weather. Call RC, 241-2787. That one's right there is for my wife. She has some beautiful brown eyes. Either way, <laughs> we're back on the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich here on 96.7 KBB. Nathan Sage with Steve Sell. We're getting ready to talk some other area score, other area games going on this week. we got a bunch of football, obviously. we got a bunch of other sports, too. But through the area's other games, obviously, we talked to McPherson taking on uh, Circle. we got Inman versus Illinwood. Canton Galva at Mound Ridge. That game we obviously mentioned as well there. And then we got Smoky Valley versus Haven. Heston versus Hillsboro. And the one that we also talked about, the ranked teams. Number three, Little River is going to be taking on Clifton Clyde, the number five ranked team in eight-man Division One. Should be a very big contest. I know Canton Galva is probably going to be paying attention to those ranked teams, um, even though I think Canton Galva is pretty much a lock to, to get all the way back to where they were. But I guess your thoughts – you know, Steve, when it comes to these area games, what games stand out to you and what games should be should area fans be paying attention to? Well, I'll, I'll just give a little capsule of each game very quickly. Uh, the game of the night, Little River at Clifton Clyde. Uh, Little River is ranked number three, Clifton Clyde number five by K-Preps. And to me, K-Preps is about the best authority on high school football. The guy up there, he I mean, he, he lives, eats, breathes high school football, and has really good rankings. Little River, of course, opened last week with a 50-0 route of Peabody. Clifton Clyde uh, runs a single – at least they used to run the single-wing offense when Ed Buller was the coach there many years ago. Ed Buller actually had a farm outside down by Inman, and I think that's where he ended up retiring to. But Little River, Clifton Clyde, this is going to tell us just how good Little River is. Inman's going to be home for homecoming – you're seeing a lot of schools schedule homecoming early because they don't know how long the season's going to go. Inman's home against Ellenwood. Now, the Teutons lost 26-20 to Trinity last week. I'm still high on the Teutons. I think Coach Sawyer has a team that could be really good. Uh, Trinity was very physical up front, was able to push the Teutons around, and uh, you know, and Coach Sawyer sent his stuff in to me this week. We, you know, we kind of go uh, on the internet. Uh, he said that uh, he was disappointed that uh, they weren't more physical. He promises this week the Teutons will be more physical. Smoky Valley is home against Haven. Haven played Heston last week, gave Heston a pretty good game for a half. Then Heston pretty much took control. Smoky Valley will be giving away a lot of size. Haven is huge in the offensive and defensive lines. Smoky Valley uh, looking to find their identity, really struggled offensively last week. They have a very young team, but Coach Lambert's one of the best in the business, and he'll get it figured out. Uh, then looking at Canton Galva Mound Ridge, you know, 
talked about it a little bit earlier, but Canton Galva, that first week, they were just incredible. Uh, you know, it seemed like every three minutes you were getting a text from Shad Marston, our, yep. our Canton Galva correspondent, Eagle score, Eagle score, Eagle score. That's going to be a common theme. And uh, the only problem for the Eagles I can see is they may only play a half in about all their games <laughs> this year. Now, they, you know, they will play Little River at some point. They These two teams will meet, I believe, down the road. So uh, still waiting for that. But Little River and Canton Galva, two of the best teams on the west side of the state. Canton Galva, number one, Little River, number three. Now, didn't you mention that Clifton Clyde is a long ways away? They are. I believe they're up clear you know up toward nebraska you know the state line so be a long trip but uh uh you know little river wants to play tough people these 50-0 games like last week really you know they don't help you a whole lot but it was real interesting last week Jaden garrison is the uh, quarterback for little river and graham stevens is the running back but they kind of interchanged last week they took turns sometimes garrison would be at wide receiver and uh, stevens would be the quarterback and uh, Jaden Garrison had two rushing touchdowns, a receiving touchdown, and a kick return for a or a punt return, I believe it was, for a touchdown. So he's a very versatile player uh, for Little River. But you know, five games, area games on the schedule besides McPherson and Circle, and there's two really good ones. Heston and Hillsboro is going to be an absolute shootout. It's going to be which team has the football last is going to win that game. I will say this too. We 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 would like to be able to call out more scores throughout the uh McPherson uh Circle broadcast. So if you are in attendance to any of these games or would like to help out with our broadcast, you can tweet me at sportsage16 or at the lunchtime sports sports lunch, I believe at sports lunch uh lunchtime sports sandwich on Twitter. Tweet me the scores. We'll try and get them out there, and I'll try and mention you as well. Um, we like to get those updates as well and let these people know, let the listeners know what exactly is going on in the other area game. So any help we can get with that, let us know. You, and have, we'll to, keep... you have to remember, I'm not a Twitter guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, I am, so let's yeah, get it going. And, and, you know, we, we can check Twitter too. I know Vance Unrow down at Mound Ridge, yep. the AD down there, he, uh, he puts the scores up. Uh, you know, on Twitter. So if I was a Twitter guy, I would check his Twitter. Maybe that's something we'll do this week on. But we'll get them from Shad Marson anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah. Galvin, Mount Ridge. Shad is our, our crack, you yeah. know, he is our crack correspondent. So yes. anyway, a busy night uh, in the area. Uh, Saturday morning, I generally start doing the uh, story around 9 o'clock. Uh, it's up by generally about 10 o'clock on midkansasonline.com. Last week we had a little trouble. A couple coaches had some new stat people. They didn't have their stats available, you know, for the morning. We ran them later. So, you know, we'll we'll get that worked out, early season kinks. But uh, area ran up. Of course, Kendall Shaw had some great photos from the McPherson-Salina South game we posted. Uh, You know, check out Kendall's photos. I have his website. Uh, every time I put the photos up where his website is and uh, support Kendall because, you know, he does a lot for the kids. I'm still waiting on their AD to make sure Kendall can get into the game Friday night. He wants to get in the game and shoot photos. Uh, but with COVID, we just don't know. Uh, my longtime friend, the flying Norwegian, Arnie Green from the Salina Journal, was down here last Friday covering Salina South and McPherson. He had to go upstairs because – the press box, you know, there's only so many people can be in the press box now. And Arnie, who's about my age, had to go upstairs. and, and But it, he really said it wasn't bad up there. Probably had a better view than we did because he was unabated by, you know, the, the screens and everything in front of him. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> we're getting ready for week two. 
will be at Circle. Uh, 6.30 broadcast, 7 o'clock kickoff. I do. I just, you caught me off guard with the flying Norwegian nickname there. That is such a, that obviously has to have some sort of story. But anyways, that <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll pass on to that. There are other area sports going on, obviously, as well. We do have uh, soccer going on today, uh, 6.30. That one's going to Valley Center. They're taking on Salina South. McPherson Bullpups uh, got the win over. Is it? They they won their first one Valley Center Valley Center and I can't is it six thirty or seven thirty It's six thirty on the schedule and that's what okay. last thing I saw posted also by McPherson High School on Facebook as well six thirty down in Valley Center I okay. know there was some changing of venues and stuff six thirty uh, for that one as they'll take on Slice South team they already lost to close match um, kind of a great opportunity to to see kind of how they've improved exactly the two teams met a week ago McPherson was up one zero. For quite a bit of that game, then South tied it right before the half. Then South came out, took advantage of some McPherson mistakes, scored three uh, goals in a row. McPherson then answered with a goal, so they lost 4-2. But I think in the game the other night, playing Valley Center at Valley Center, Valley Center has had a very good team in the past. The Bullpup scored four goals in the second half, and that's the thing about this team we just didn't know. Can they score goals? Well, they scored four in 40 minutes. Uh, in their opener. So they will play tonight against Salina South. And like you say, Coach Adrian is really looking forward to see how much improvement his team made over the first time with South. So we're going to see just how different the teams are within a week's time. One thing I wanted to say, too, is we'll have Coach Adrian in here uh, tomorrow for an interview. So he'll be in on the uh, high school coaches show on Saturday so you can get his thoughts on how how this week turned out and what he really thinks of his, his team. Obviously, we already congratulated him on the birth of his child uh, during because he missed that Salina South game. So it'll be interesting to have him on the sidelines as well for this matchup against Salina South. Either way, great chance for uh mcpherson to see where how far they've improved so far on the season other sports obviously volleyball is still eight and with mcpherson and cross country going on i believe too down in heston yeah and you have girls tennis yep. uh, girls tennis had a great meet on saturday they went up to salina and it was a real neat meet because they changed the format a little bit and you got to play four singles players and three doubles teams normally it's four singles players and two doubles, or you know, a couple doubles te- or two singles, two doubles teams. But McPherson won dual matches against some of the very best teams in the state. They beat Bueller, which is very good, Salina South, which is very good, Capon, which has the best player in the state, and Clara Whitaker. The Bullpups beat them. So Coach Brown's team off to a great start. They're just showing that depth, tremendous depth on this team. And then g- talking about Coach Doyle's volleyball team. Off to an 8-0 start. They will be home on Tuesday for their home opener. Uh, Augusta and Rose Hill, I believe it is, come to town on Tuesday. Coach Doyle very happy with their team. And uh, one thing they've been able to do that maybe they they didn't do last year, they're finishing games at the end. When they get those close games, they're finishing teams off. Of course, they beat the number one team in 4A, Andale. Uh, then last uh, on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, they played Circle at Circle. Circle's kind of been their number one opponent the last couple of years in volleyball and both of those matches were very close uh, the bull or you know the match with circle was very close went three and uh, then of course the bullpups beat winfield so eight and oh for mcpherson to start the volleyball season and then of course cross country uh, down at heston today i wasn't sure if they'd get that meet in but everybody's telling me they are going to run 
and they're running on. I heard they're running on the golf course paths. Is okay, what I heard. is that what it is that's now? The, that's the most. Well, they're going to have to because there was a lot of rain, and I know having played Heston Municipal Golf Course many, 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 many times, uh, the water can stand in the fairways if you get a lot. So uh, I know my man Grady Paul's down there. He's the course manager at uh, at uh, Heston. I don't think he wants kids running on the course, but they can be on the cart paths. So I'm sure they're doing a little rerouting on the course. Just interesting. We've got all these sports. You know, I'm jealous more of the volleyball girls to be able to play indoors right now. The tennis and cross country probably, oh, I, I couldn't imagine running in those shorts right now for cross country. I feel it for them. Hopefully they have a good uh, outing today. Either way, you know, Steve, we talked about high school. It's time to take a break right now. We're going to talk about the big game coming up Chiefs. tonight. The Chiefs. The Super Bowl champion Chiefs on air tonight right here on 96.7 KBB. But we need to talk about preview of that game when we come back after this quick break on 96.7 KBBE. Next Tech Wireless, the best coverage, latest technology provider that's right here in your own backyard. And about that latest technology part, get the sweet new iPhone and unlimited data for under 30 bucks a month. Want more? Switch to Next Tech Wireless and get a $100 gift card per line, too. So switch now. Get yourself that new iPhone, save some cash, and one more thing. The great customer service, always free. It's time for something different. Next Tech Wireless. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Hi friends, this is Dana Sammer. People often ask me if and when they can switch from one Medicare supplement to another. The answer is that you can switch at any time, but it must be approved by the underwriters of the new company. In other words, if your health is good, you may be a candidate to switch companies to save money, for instance. Call me, Dana Sammer, with the Alliance Agency at 245-4861, and we can discuss your Medicare needs today. Or stop by our office on the second floor of the Warren Place. Thank you. Whether you're reimagining your backyard or transforming a few acres into a field of dreams, let Prairieland Partners show you how easy and affordable it is to own a John Deere. Go to prairielandpartners.com, click on the PLP Builder to build, price, and buy a compact utility tractor, mower, gator, or skid steer. Get started today at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution, Prairieland Partners. That's right. Oh, yeah, baby. The Chiefs are back tonight right here on 96.7 KBB. Pre-game set for 6 o'clock for that one. Kickoff set for 7.20 as the Chiefs will be taking on the Houston Texans, a team in which the Chiefs know all too well. And, you know, the Texans are going to be wanting to get that early win, kind of get revenge if they can against a team they felt like they should have taken care of. Either way, Chiefs ended up winning, move on, won the Super Bowl. Rest is history. Well, they were down 24-0 in that playoff game last year. And I was just watching uh, some highlights of that when I was home at lunch. The Chiefs came back, had it to 28-24 by halftime. Uh, Patrick Mahomes went crazy. He needs to go crazy tonight because Patrick Mahomes is my fantasy football quarterback. We actually did draft a league, even though we don't know if there's going to be a season. But a big game for the Chiefs. It'll be before a massive crowd of 17,000. And something I didn't know, <laughs> something I didn't know until an hour ago, Kansas City and Jacksonville are the only two NFL teams allowing fans on the first weekend. So that's a little pearl that I did not know. But when you look at tonight's game, you just wonder if Kansas City will come out too sky high. Um, you know, the lack of fans will play a big role in this game because the Chiefs count on that crowd noise. 
to really hinder the other team's offense. And I don't know if they're going to have the fans, the 17,000 that are going to be there, plus maybe they're going to pipe some noise in, too, to get that decibel level up. But uh, I'm really curious to see, you know, how the Chiefs perform because they've been basking in the glow, the afterglow of winning the Super Bowl. Of course, they've been on the banquet circuit, I'm sure, at least until COVID hit. Uh, But it's a new year. You know, the past is the past. It's great that they ended their 50-year drought by winning the Super Bowl. But everybody's zero and zero. And I I think the pressure is really on Kansas City to win this game because, A, they're at home, and, B, we still don't know – what their defense is going to be like. Somebody in my fantasy football league drafted that Chiefs defense, and I just kind of shook my head because it's still not that great a defense. One thing about the Chiefs, they have almost everybody back from last year. The only two losses on offense, Damian Williams, who opted out at running back, uh, Dr. Tardy, Duvernay Tardif, whatever, <laughs> uh, in the offensive line. He's in Canada attending to his medical practice. So they're down two starters there. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, that's a name to remember uh, in the backfield. He's the rookie out of LSU. He went like in the second round in our fantasy draft because everyone's saying he's going to be Patrick Mahomes' new best friend. Of course, you still have Tyreek. You still have Travis Kelsey. You got Sammy Watkins. They'll put a lot of points on the board. My pick, 41 Chiefs, 38 Texans. I think both teams will move the ball at will. It's going to be interesting. The one thing I want to say is no DeAndre Hopkins for Texans anymore. Right, so that's, that's going to be a whole different kind of feel for that, that Texans offense. So it might take some getting used to on the on the Chiefs defense trying to figure out exactly what the weapons are going to be for uh, the Texans without Hopkins. He was well, a well, lot Look of, out for Will Fuller the fifth. Will yep. Fuller V, as they like to call him. He's had some big games at times, and hopefully uh, he won't uh, – Uh, be a problem for the Chiefs defense. But again, Chiefs opener tonight, I think there's a lot of pressure on them. Uh, I just worry that they're going to be too amped up. I think once they settle down, they'll be fine because they've pretty much dominated the Texans here in the last few times they've played them. Other area games, I'm sorry, area games, other games in week one uh, that I think of are of of note that I think we should get to. One thing I wanted to mention was I'm obviously, I mentioned this before, I'm a, a Vikings fan. They're going to be hosting Green Bay. That's a huge NFC North matchup right there. That one's going to be going on at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Um, one I can't wait to see is Tampa Bay at New Orleans. The whole new look, Tampa Bay, Leonard Fournette at running back, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. Obviously, Gronk coming in off of retirement. I don't expect him to be at his peak going into the season, but just that's going to be an interesting game. I think Cleveland-Baltimore is always an interesting game. Is there any other games that stand well, out to you? It's interesting. You told me to circle some games I thought would be interesting. I had those three circled in my other game, Dallas at the Rams, because yep. uh, there's a lot of talk about Dallas. They got rid of Jason Garrett. It's always been said – by the Cowboy fans that we just had a different coach. We'd make it to the Super Bowl. Now we'll get a C. Uh, the Monday night games are really I, – I think they're kind of dogs. Pittsburgh at the Giants, Tennessee and Denver. Um, you know, Den- yeah. Denver just lost Vaughn Miller, so that's going to make a big difference there. Yeah, I, I don't – same with you. I don't know how much I'm going to be paying attention to those Monday night games. I think the Tennessee and Denver one, to me, has the potential to be the best game of those two. Oh, by far. Um, Derrick Henry, obviously – well, I, know, stop the I know Coach Strathman will be b- glued to his TV set. Coach Chris Strathman, McFirst Night Girls basketball coach, he's a big Denver fan. Yeah, just some some interesting games. I, I It's hard to believe that we're here. It's hard to believe the NFL season's going to go on. You mentioned kind of sarcastically 17,000 fans at Arrowhead today. 
It's gonna. It, it's just. I don't know. I, I feel like Steve. Maybe you're the same way as me. I just don't feel ready for NFL football because well, we haven't had the preseason. Exactly. I was just gonna say no preseason to get us ready. And and you know, like Coach Pab said today uh, about the game Friday night. He says we don't know. Every game could be our last game. So we have to play it like it's a championship game. So that's what the Chiefs should do tonight and the other NFL teams this weekend. Okay, now, Steve, it's time to put you on record. We're on the air. I'm going to ask you three major questions. First off, Super Bowl teams. Chiefs obviously won it last year. What are your picks for the teams to make it there, and who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Well, a lot of people probably saw my column yesterday. I've got Baltimore beating the Chiefs in the uh, AFC championship game. There's just something about that Super Bowl hangover, Super Bowl jinx that just always holds up. And Baltimore really made a lot of nice moves in the offseason. In the NFC, I have Seattle. It could be one of about five teams. But for some reason, I've got this hunch about Seattle. Russell Wilson uh, is due to get back to the Super Bowl. I've got Baltimore, Seattle. i got Baltimore winning it all. I think that would be a great defensive game. I think it would be fun to watch. Um, I haven't really thought of my picks yet. I do agree with you. I think – I think Chiefs are going to suffer that Super Bowl hangover, and I do like Baltimore. I will take – I won't say who's going to be there, but I'll say Baltimore is going to be my Super Bowl champ as well because I feel like Lamar Jackson has a monkey on his shoulder, almost like Steve Young in 94. I think right. he has that, I need to get this off me. And yeah, I the to... albatross around his neck weighing him down. Yes. He gets rid of that, and uh... – He's, he's a talented player. That's my pick for the the MVP again. I guess what's your pick for the NFL MVP, MVP for this year? Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, how can it be anybody? He stays healthy. He's the best player in football. Just because he's your fantasy quarterback. We get it. Uh, surprise teams. Is there any teams I think this year that – Maybe didn't make the playoffs or didn't make the you know make very deep runs that you think could 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 do something this year. Well, when you say surprise teams, um, in the in the uh, AFC, look out for Tennessee. You know they made a, a quite a ways last year. Uh, in the NFC, Arizona, Kyler Murray at quarterback. Now they got DeAndre Hopkins. I know I picked them last in their division, but I think they're going to be a handful for a lot of teams. So those are our kind of our NFL thoughts on the, on this week. Obviously. Throughout the season, we're going to be trying to change our minds and stuff like that. Either way, it could be a, it's going to be a fun season. NFL is back. I can't wait to get to it. Either way, we're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to come back. We'll have my complaint, and uh, we're going to talk a little NASCAR when we come back after this on 96.7 KBBE. There's never been a better time than now to buy that new or used vehicle you've got your heart set on. Great Plains Federal Credit Union has great loan rates to save your budget and get you into that new vehicle. New auto loan rates are as low as 3% APR. Used auto loan rates are as low as 3.4% APR. Get free qualified and then shop for your best deal. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, made in First and McPherson, offices in Abilene, Salina, and Hillsboro. Equal Opportunity Lender Member NCUA. Janet's doing it. So is Fred. Bonnie's all over it. Same with Omar. Tim's been at it since February of last year. Corey started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Well, the doing part? Why, they're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. And they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? You ready to get at it and save? To start driving safe and saving in McPherson, call State Farm agent Galen Shields today. Discounts may vary. Not available in California, Massachusetts, New York, or Rhode Island. Water conservation is the most cost-effective and environmentally sound way to reduce our demand for water. The average McPherson resident uses about 146 gallons of water each day. You can reduce your water consumption 
by taking a few simple steps. Stop water leaks. Even a small faucet leak can waste 20 or more gallons of water a day. Install low flow devices on your faucets and shower heads. Turning off the water while you brush your teeth can save 3 gallons of water a day. Running only full loads in the washing machine can save 300 to 800 gallons per month. Set automatic sprinklers to run during the coolest part of the day. And remember that watering on windy days can waste up to 300 gallons of water due to evaporation. For other ways to reduce your water bill, contact your Board of Public Utilities Customer Service Office at 620-245-2515. And welcome back to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. I'm Nathan Sage. We've only got a few more minutes. I'm joined by Steve Sell, obviously. We've only got a few more minutes uh, before we're out for this week. But I did want to get to... Make sure I turn that back up really quick. Nathan's Complaint of the Week. Okay, so my Complaint of the Week kind of ties right into NASCAR. It goes with a lot of other sports. But my Complaint of the Week really was... Okay, so I, I don't know how many people are, are NASCAR fans around here, but I am. And I, I've been paying attention to NASCAR for a while now, especially living in Knoxville, Iowa, home to the sprint car capital of the world. Um, either way, playoffs started last week for the uh, the Cup Series, NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, 16 drivers trying to get to the championship. Race got about down. It was the uh, Coke, the Cookout Southern 500 in Darlington. That's the third race of the year they've had there because of COVID. Things have been changed. Either way, about 14 laps remaining in that in that race. Chase Elliott leading Mark, Martin Truex Jr. in second place, trying to pass him, can't get him. Uh, Chase Elliott's running his line, taking his air away. Finally, Martin Truex Jr. takes a, a different line and, and goes for it all. He was not cleared. Both cars end up into the fence. Ruins their day. They didn't. They weren't wrecked out of the race, but they fell back. Everybody passed them. They finished, I believe, in the, in the top 20, at least. Either way, one thing I, I've always liked about NASCAR is, and this is more against NBC's um, television, uh, uh, to, you know, their broadcasting of it, was every time in the past, and especially in the mid-2000s, when a, a wreck like that would happen, there would be arguments, fighting, emotions, not seen anymore. And that's one thing that I, I that's my complaint of the week. I think when it comes to NASCAR specifically, even baseball now, fans love when it comes to singing, TV, sports, you love emotions. You love that. And for a, a broadcast company not to broadcast the emotions of that or to kind of get on top of that and allow that to draw fans in is it just drives me nuts and yeah. that's my complaint and you look at baseball you know they you don't see the bench clearing brawls now uh they've basically if you do a bench clearing brawl they are really tagging exactly. you're losing you're losing 25 percent of your season so they've taken that away as far as nascar you know i used to be a huge nascar follower i haven't really followed it that much the last couple of years i always say the best pure driver though in NASCAR to me, and I don't know about you, but Kyle Busch oh, yeah. is, is the most versatile driver yep. and probably the most talented driver. He's not very well liked, 
But I think he's the best driver going. And that's the one I talked about in the mid-2000s. He had the most emotions. He got the most fans because of that. I think a lot of people don't like him because of that. But also a lot of people before he passed away weren't really big fans of Dale Earnhardt the way he drove too. He rubbed people some wrong, the wrong way. That's why Bill Elliott was always voted the fan favorite during those times. So, you know, I like Kyle Busch a lot. I, I, I just If he can keep his emotions in track on the, on the track, he could win another championship. Well, it's and, be and for me, it's just not the same with – without Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for the Lunchtime Source Sandwich. We can't get to this day in sports, can't get to the birthdays. I did want to say one thing for uh, birthdays. Arnold Palmer, 1929. Uh, favorite golfer of all time. Big birthday there. Either way, tune in next week. We'll be back with Lunchtime Source Sports Sandwich again, 12-15 to 1. I like it, Steve. I think it's going to work out for us having a little bit more time. we got to have some fun. Catch us tomorrow, tomorrow, 6.30, pregame, 7 o'clock, down in Circle for McPherson taking on Circle, and then 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturday for the High School Coaches Show. Until then, we'll catch you on the flippity-flip.